So I'm your average tough guy Alaskan, not really afraid of anything except snakes, <laughs> scorpions, taxes. <laughs> Just kidding about the snakes. I'm in southwest Alaska. Buddies dropped me off in the middle of nowhere or a couple of miles past there, a lake, glacier-fed lake. I've got everything a tough Alaskan guy needs to survive. A gun, sleeping bag, a tent, a couple coolers of food, and a really sweet dry bag with my emergency supplies in it. I set up camp. My buddy takes off in his float plane. It's the only way to get there. I'm the only guy for a long ways around, which feels good when you're a tough Alaskan. <laughs> Not afraid of anything. I'm up on the hillside eating berries, and I decide that that's dinner, blueberries, because I'm tough. Not afraid of the giant chocolate brown bear across the way eating the same berries. And it starts to get windy, starts to get a little stormy. The bear heads into the brush. I figure that's probably my, my cue to go, go to my tent. I have to talk about my tent here for a moment because it wasn't actually my tent. It was my buddy's tent. It was a very expensive bomb shelter of a tent, an Alaskan weather port, pretty much like the coolest tent you can get, like $2,000 rubberized steel frame. The sink can withstand 90-mile-an-hour winds. So I'm, I, I got everything I need. The storm's picking up. It's getting worse, but man, no worries. I go to sleep. Right before I go to sleep, I have this strange thought of as the storm's really starting to pick up, like, man, if I didn't have this tent right now, I'd be in trouble. Now, the weather port is an interesting kind of tent because it doesn't have a floor. It, it's, it's kind of like it looks like a, if you cut a pop can in half, like a Quonset hut. And so I laid a tarp down and put my sleeping bag. I go to sleep. A couple hours later, I hear a roar. It's not a bear. It's not Sarah Palin. <laughs> I think my buddy must be coming back. And so, which is weird. I check my watch. It's 10:15. Like he wouldn't be coming middle of August. Like no one would risk coming in the mountains like in float plane. Must just be a jet going overhead. Those are kind of my thoughts as I drift back to sleep. And then I hear boof. And all of a sudden I can see. And I'm looking out at the lake this glacier-fed lake and is a sea of confused waves and I can see the tent was pitch black and there's my tent in the air 40 feet in the air sailing towards the lake and it hits the water and I have this this my first thought is like I got to get it now that would have been one of those classic Alaskan mysteries <laughs> the tent hits the water and it sinks and this is what I said oh I'm going to die. I actually said that. There was nobody there to hear it. Because the next blast of wind and rain that was hitting so hard started to roll all my stuff. Now, I forgot to tell you that I, it was the one time I decided not to sleep naked, which is weird. I was fully clothed, and my sleeping bag goes flying off towards the lake, and I'm running, and I'm grabbing and scrambling to, to get anything that I can as the wind is rolling my coolers across the tundra towards the water. And... All I could do was make basically what I would call your classic Alaskan tarp coffin. I just wrapped myself in this tarp and I laid there uh, absolutely soaking wet and freezing to death. Fast forward several hours of freezing to death. Um, it's morning. I decide, I have to, all I can do is just lay there because it was dark. And so as soon as there was enough daylight for me to get up, I hopped, I, I got up. I was at this point... Now, I know some of you know all the stages of hypothermia. There's a few things that people don't tell you about hypothermia. And one is you start shaking really bad. 
and then you start to cramp up and your, your jaws are chattering so hard that you're biting your tongue and your lips. That doesn't feel good. And then if you remember the, those movies like from the 80s where they were teaching you about hypothermia, one of the things they teach you about is that you could start to, and I knew all these stages, so I was really paranoid about them. One of the stages is you'll start to hallucinate. And in that classic movie, one of the hallucinations is Abraham Lincoln appears. <laughs> you do not want Abraham Lincoln to appear <laughs> if you're in the middle of the Alaskan wilderness. And this whole time, I'm super paranoid, and I'm, I'm, I'm worried about this tent because I'm not going to get it back. I'm going to have to explain to my buddy that it's gone. And at the same time, I'm freezing to death. And I'm remembering the classic words Anthony Hopkins said in the movie The Edge, which don't ever watch it. Um, <laughs> he tells one of the Baldwin brothers, this is, people die of shame in the wilderness. This is how they die. And I'm so ashamed I've lost this tent. But I'm freezing to death. My fingers won't work. I'm trying to start a fire. I'm trying everything that I know to start a fire. Everything. My fingers are little blocks. I'm cramping up. There's nothing that I can do. And I'm so, so paranoid about the tent. And finally, I go over to this beaver lodge around the way. I pull out some sticks. I dig down to try to get something dry. And I'm shaving down to the middle of them, trying everything, every trick I have in the book. And finally, at some point, um, I just, I don't know what happened. I was waiting for Abraham Lincoln, I guess. And I'm just burning paper towel after paper towel, and all of a sudden I have a fire. All of a sudden there's hope. It's like hope that maybe, maybe I'm going to make it, you know. And I get this fire going. I strip down. I'm totally naked, trying to dry my clothes. I'm like, okay, okay, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. But I'm, I'm still not sure. I'm really scared. And then the berries kick in. So I have to leave my only little pile of brush to go to this other little pile of brush and to relieve myself. And then the relief hits. As I'm relieving myself, I look over, and there about two feet from me is an axe and a gallon of Coleman fuel that somebody had left <laughs> years prior. But I was suddenly the tough Alaskan again, you know? I forgot to tell you, my survival bag, when I opened that up, um, it was my Alaskan survival bag, apparently, because it had a tank top and some swim trunks. <laughs> and some condoms. <laughs> because I was really screwed. <laughs> but I had a fire, and I had hope. And you know what? I didn't even need to pick up that gallon of Coleman fuel or the axe, because I knew I was going to be okay. But I was still worried what I was going to tell my buddy about the tent. So when he pulled back in in his float plane and he said, ask the obvious question, where's the tent? All I could do was point. Thank you. <laughs>